is Eva and I'm here with another episode of Currently Bending, the podcast about all things TV and movies. If you're listening for the first time, welcome. Make sure you hit that subscribe button or whatever platform you're listening to my voice on. Also, take a few extra seconds to rate and comment. All greatly appreciate it. So, yes, we are here to discuss season two of Bridgerton, which dropped on Netflix this past weekend. Uh, And this is from showrunner Chris Van Dusen, part of Shondaland. Uh, We did discuss season one. I had very, very, very strong opinions about season one. So if you have not checked out my discussion on season one, be sure to go back and listen. I will link it as well in the show notes. But before we even get into this, to this, there are going to be spoilers, guys. This is, I mean, we're talking about TV shows. There's going to be spoilers. It was just me. I'm probably going to repeat myself. Um, I'm probably going to forget something. Probably, like, just going to be all over the place. I don't try to be, but, like, it's just me. There's no one to reel me in. So there's that. Um, also, there will be potential spoilers for the books. And I always give that warning, even if I didn't read the books, like, is the case for Bridgerton because I do um, look up what some of the differences are between the books and the show if the show is based on a book. So there will be spoilers. There will be spoilers. There will be spoilers. Okay, now that that's out of the way, Bridgerton season two. So we come into season two, we had our whole first season with uh, Daphne and Simon Again, if you want to know what I thought about season one, you can go and listen to my thoughts on season one. But going into season two, we know that um, season two is going to be based around Anthony, and it is based on, or loosely I should say, based on the second book in the series, um, the Bridgerton series from Julia Quinn, which is called, I believe, The Viscount Who Loves Me something along those lines. But anyway, again, I did not read the books, but I did look up some things because I just, I had some questions (laughs) while watching this that really bothered me. And I wanted to know if this, if it was this, if what they did for the show happened in the book. And when I found that out, it explains quite a few things. So we'll put this in the beginning because like, it's no surprise. It's a very diverse show. Um, The love interest for Anthony, which if you listen to my season one thoughts, you know, I hate saying Anthony because it is spelled like Anthony, but whatever. <laughs> so we know that Anthony, um, his love interest is Kate, who is an Indian woman, as well as now this is the part I didn't know. And this is the part that boggled my mind. And I was so confused why this part of the story went on for so long this season. But his pursuit or, because, um, you know, we're in the wedding or marriage season. I don't even know what they call the season. It's the season of, like, people trying to be married off. <laughs> and so um, we find out that. And maybe it's my fault because I don't watch a lot of trailers and I knew like the trailer had dropped, like the full trailer had dropped and I didn't watch it because I knew like, oh, second season is going to be based on Anthony. We'll just watch it when it drops. Like I don't really need to see the trailer. 
I don't know why I just wasn't interested in seeing the trailer so they could have this could have been hinted to in the trailer and maybe then I would have known going into this but going into the season I just felt really blind <laughs> like what I got was nowhere near what I was expecting to get just based on the core storyline so again love interest interest was Kate which I knew because I saw the announcements when they announced who was playing her uh, and which is Simon Ashley, Jonathan Bailey plays Anthony. Um, and I was like, oh yeah, that's exciting. But then also her sister who is play, who is Edwina played by Sharitra Chandran. Chandran. I could, I probably messed that up. I am sorry. You guys know I suck at pronouncing people's names, um, without hearing them say it first. But, um, which also shout out for having two um, dark-skinned Indian women as in the in these leading roles as a love interest. But um, I did not know there was a sister angle to this. <laughs> and if you've listened to anything that I have discussed previously, especially when it comes to like intimate relationships, I'm the person who's always going to be like, nope, when it comes to talking about um, people like messing with like their siblings, significant other, or like getting a relationship with them later down the line. I think that's weird. The friend line also is a little troubling, although I feel like you can kind of blur the lines there. But for the most part, if you're really, really good friends, then, and if all parties are still living, <laughs> then it's just like, no, off limits. But even more so siblings. It's just, it's just really, really weird. So I, going into this, I didn't know that Anthony will be pursuing Kate's sister initially, which is fine, whatever. Like, had it lasted, let's say, a couple episodes, two to three episodes. Okay, I don't think I would have been as bothered with it. I honestly did not expect it to last six out of the eight episodes that we had. It was so long and it really, I think, impacted the flow and the pacing of the season because we as the viewers, and FYI, if you're new, like I don't do like a, a recap recap. Like I just talk about the highlights and the things that I want to talk about. We're not going to recap the whole season because we all watched it and we're, we're just not going to do that. So anyway, so we as the viewer going in to the season no and especially if you came in as blind as I did <laughs> you come in and you're like okay though we know at the, by the end of this those two are going to end up together mind you eight episode an eight episode season is not a long season you guys know I love a short season I am never going to be like that season was too short I don't think I've ever said that I may have said it once for a very very special rare case but I, I didn't have a problem with the actual story or the pacing. I think the season still worked. Um, but like, you're never really going to hear me be like, oh, that season was too short. I wouldn't even say that this season two was too short. I just think that because we spent six episodes with Anthony in pursuit still of Edwina before that whole thing just like breaks down and we're expecting it to break down. Um, by the time we get to the last two episodes, at least for me, it felt a little like jumbled and I don't want to say rushed because it wasn't really rushed. It just felt like there was a lot missing 
that probably we could have touched on how do we shortened Antony's pursuit of Edwina. And I want to tell you why I feel that way. Because even when we get to the last episode and they're like, oh, we're going to be together finally. And in the last like few seconds or a few minutes, I guess we'll give them a couple of minutes, is we now have flash forward, I think. Did I write it down? I don't think they told us how long we flash forward. But like now they're married. <laughs> and it's like, they're married, the end. And that's it. <laughs> And I was just like, okay. And that wasn't the only thing I had an issue with, like, in the pacing. Let's talk about chemistry. Because I do think that the biggest difference, before I get to that point, the biggest difference between this season and season one is that there were not as many sex scenes. Spoiler alert for my thoughts for season one, um, which you still go and listen to. I had a lot of issues with the, it wasn't even the um, I think it was the amount because I said I, it got to the point where I just felt really uncomfortable. <laughs> Whereas this season, I think there was more of a balance. So I'm not going to say, oh, I wanted to see more sex scenes because I didn't. But I think because we dragged out Anthony's pursuit of Edwina for so long, it hindered. And then we also... <laughs> There are a lot of side stories going on, which was way more than what happened in the first season. Because I feel like the first season, it was a little more direction, at least of what they were trying to do. And majority of the story focused on Simon and Daphne. Whereas in this second season, which love all the Bridgerton kids, I counted, I don't know how many times, every single time all of them were on the screen. And I was just like, there's one missing. But now that I'm sitting here, I'm like, did I include Daphne, which is why I think one is missing? There's Daphne Eloise. There's a young, a younger girl. So there's a two young kids. So there are two. And then we have Anthony. Um, what's his name? Colin. I don't know why I always want to call him Colin or Colton. And Benedict. Is that eight? No, that's seven. So there's a missing kid somewhere. Daphne, Eloise, <laughs> the two young ones. Anthony, Benedict, Colin. Yes, we're missing a kid. And I don't know, like, and I meant to go and look and see if like one of them left and went off to like school or something. I don't know why I feel like that happened. Or I could be making it up. So whoever knows, <laughs> let me know where the missing Bridgerton kid is. Because I'm only counting seven. And I can't remember what happened to uh, the other one. But anyway, <laughs> now that we went on, that little bit of an aside. So when all the Bridgerton kids are together, like, it's awesome. You guys know I love me a nice ensemble. I love, like, group moments, whether it's family or it's friends. I love to see those, give me all those scenes, which is fine. But we had way more of this season than we did the first season. And we dug into more of these characters' stories than we did in the first season. So while we're like, their stories are going on, it just feels like, I was going to say Simon. 
It just feels like Anthony and Kate's storyline is just dragging on because we're spending so much time away from them. And by the time we come back, it's like, oh my gosh, we're still in the same position that we were in not that long ago. And I was reading, I, I was kind of like trying to read like people's thoughts around the web. More so like people leaving reviews. And there are a lot of different types of reviews. And it was a mixed bag of like feelings on the season. Apparently the book readers were not happy <laughs> with the season. Again, I did not read the book. Um, and also apparently this is their like majority of book readers of the series. The Anthony and Kate story is their favorite story of all of them. And they're like the Bridgerton couple. Which is interesting because, at least from what I saw on screen, I don't, and, and also we haven't seen like anyone else's, like the other sibling stories because the series follows all eight kids. But I just was not getting that they're like the it couple of all of them, <laughs> at least from the show. So that's why I was like, okay, what is going on with this book? What are the differences? So there was that. And then you have some people who are like, oh, there wasn't as enough sex scenes, which is just like, seriously, is this the only reason why you watch this TV show is for the sex scenes? I mean, I feel like there's ways to emulate without having to actually have sex scenes just to have sex scenes, which I appreciate it because they did have those moments where we see them like touching, like the... I feel like we're going, we're going a, a little bit all over the place, but everything is tying together. Trust me, because yeah, they have their intimate moments, like the bee sting moment, um, when she's like, put your, like puts his hand on her chest. But then I felt like it was like, it felt jumbled in a way to me watching it and very awkward. And I don't know why, um, it kind of came up that way in some of the scenes within those sequences of scenes. There was also, like the first time they kissed felt really awkward as well. I don't know. There was just like awkward moments within those like moments that are supposed to be these sizzling hot moments to satisfy us as we continue to slog through <laughs> the storyline of Anthony pursuing Edwina. And then don't even get me started on, on Ed, I don't know how old this, the actual actress is, but she looks super young. <laughs> like so young so 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 young and granted in that time like people married like these old ass men married these very very young girls so that was common but like seeing it on screen and just like knowing that there's at least at the point that we were in the season about halfway through it just seems like there's never there's no ending coming for when this pursuit of Edwino will will stop and I was just like, I don't know, it was weird to see her like playing a wedding and like interact. I don't know. It was, it was weird. She was coming, she was just coming off super, super young. <laughs> it was just like, can we wrap this storyline up and just get to the point where Kate and Anthony are together? Because I feel a little bothered for that. But I will say I did like um, meeting the Sharma family. I love their like storyline and their dynamic of like why they ended up there. And you do see the similarities between Kate and, um, Anthony, because they're both like these kind of like, what's the, not foe, 
but they're kind of like sit-in parental figures for the family, even though there's an actual parent that's still there. They're kind of like taking everything on as the oldest and pretty much keeping or in their minds, keeping the family afloat. So they are alike in so many ways. I also, you guys know I have notes because I did binge this. So I have notes for every episode, but I found it very, very interesting that Daphne, we see her a few times throughout the season, but she seems to be the only one who has literally not been here, um, especially when they first, when we first meet the Sharmas and then they first meet the Bridgertons and then Anthony starts to pursue her and she doesn't meet them until they come to the, um, I wouldn't call it a house, their land in the countryside. <laughs> so she doesn't meet them until then. And she immediately is like, oh, clearly there's something going on between Anthony and Kate. And I don't even know why he's pursuing Edwina. And that happened in like episode three. <laughs> I was just like, and there's three more episodes of this just dragging on. So this definitely impacted the um, pacing of the story. And so this is where we get into a book spoiler. So FYI, this is going to be a spoiler of the book. I didn't read the book, but I looked this up because I wanted to know what was different. And so you guys know <laughs> in that in those times, if... Two people of the opposite sex were found in the room alone together and they weren't married, then they would be forced to have to marry, which is essentially what happened between Simon and Daphne in the first season. This also happens in the books for between Kate and Anthony during the beasting, episode three. Again, or wait, is episode three the beasting? I'm looking it up. Yes, episode three is the beast thing. <laughs> so the beast thing happens, episode three. Episode three, guys, in the book, the beast thing happens. But this is the point where they're caught together alone and pretty much are forced to have to marry. And therefore, everything that happens between from the beasting all the way through to episode six does not happen in the book because they get married and then they spend the book working through their differences and like I'm assuming similar to kind of what happened with um Simon and Daphne but guys the beasting happened super early in the book but also in the show Therefore, cutting off Antony's pursuit of Edwina was dragged on for six long AF episodes. <laughs> and also cut down on the amount of conniving and lying that Kate and even Antony were doing to push their feelings aside so that Edwina could marry Antony. <laughs> so weird so that's that's pretty much all I have to say actually is that all I have to say about Antony and um Kate before we move on <laughs> because 
I was just done with it. So by the time we finally get to the point where like they could be together, I was just like, finally, <laughs> and the show's over. Thank God. So yeah, and not go I'm not saying this is a bad season of TV. I'm just saying this the storyline was heavily impacted by dragging out how long the Edwina part of the storyline lasted. Again. If you're coming into this, you never read the book, you don't know what to expect, even didn't even know that there was going to be this sister angle, you even you still know that by the end of it, Kate and Anthony are going to be together. So why are we dragging out the Edwina piece of the storyline for six episodes? I literally wrote down, <laughs> why are we still on this storyline? It is too long. I think I wrote that down a couple of times. Like, yeah, I wrote this down a couple of times. I also wrote down, this is painful. <laughs> I really, I just, I don't know. I don't know how I would share my notes with you guys, but my notes are so funny because I'm literally just right now what I'm thinking. I wrote, this is painful so many times. This is insanity. This is so dramatic. <laughs> Oh my gosh, this is exhausting. This is episode seven though. So yeah, it was just, it was just, mm -mm. and then I wrote down Daphne coming in with the fire all season. She was, she read, she read Anthony multiple times, especially when he was talking about like sacrifice and why he was so gung-ho and like not, cause that was his whole thing even in the last season, like I'm not going to marry for love. I'm going to marry for, because I'm looking for the perfect Viscountess, which uh, I I have been saying Viscount again. It looks like Viscount to me. Apparently it's Viscount, whatever. Um, but he was talking about how um, he's had to sacrifice everything, um, especially after their father died. And he had to, he essentially was so young. Oh, I need to talk about that. I just remembered. He was... <laughs> Put a pin in that. We're going to come back in a hot second. But he essentially had to take on everything after their father died. Um, he had to become a Viscount and he was so young. He had to pretty much act like the father figure. And Daphne was just like, sacrifice doesn't make us respect you. Just pity you. I was like, Daphne, girl, give this man a break. Like she was just hitting him with the fire all season long. I wrote down, I sympathize with you. I think he said, oh my gosh, when Anthony said to Edwina, when she was like trying to, because essentially she was blind this entire time until she walked down the aisle to the altar at the wedding and Kate's bracelet fell off and both she and Anthony went to pick it up. And then there were sparks flying, which was like, this has been happening literally all season long. And Edwina is just now, and I, I was trying to give Edwina credit because I thought she was noticing something was going on between them when they first got to um, the countryside place. I don't call it house because it's like land. When they first got to the countryside and they were playing that game, which I don't know what that game was called, but you guys know the game they were playing. <laughs> And they were, Kate and Anthony were just bickering back and forth, back and forth. And just like, it just seemed so obvious. And I thought just based on like some of her facial expressions, 
that maybe she was picking up on it, which is why I was like, okay, this is not going to last for like as long as it did as far as like the Edwina piece of the storyline. But no, she was just like, oh, I didn't think that he was into me because I didn't want to really play and all this. And I was like, oh my gosh, girl, open your eyes. But anyway, she finally opened her eyes, but a little too late. Or she done already walked down the aisle. And then that's when she was like, she ran off or whatever. And she confronted uh, Kate. And then she talked to Anthony. And he's all like, we still, still, like, even still. I was just like, oh my gosh, if you don't give this up. Even still trying to convince her to marry him. And he's just like, and she's just like, um, Tell him, like, well, what would you, pretty much trying to gauge, I think, what would happen if they were to get married between him and Kate. Because, like, any blind person could see, or I don't want to say that, any person could see that it is not realistic. If you have feelings for someone that strong, they're just going to go away. <laughs> I don't care where the person goes. I, I'm not buying it. And therefore, we're shutting it down. But anyway, and so he's, like, telling her all these things, like, we, um, you're like the perfect person to do this and all this. And then he said something along the lines of like, I sympathize with you. And I was like, and I felt like, okay, that's when it was like, doom, doom, doom in her head. Like, oh, wait a minute. Cause I would have been like, you sympathize with me. Like, essentially like you pity me or something like that. Like, why would you say that? I was like upset with that line a little bit. <laughs> so... And she was like, well, I need to start making decisions for myself. I was like, yes, girl, you you do. But you also need to like get some more awareness because you are not aware of all the things going on around you. Like clear as day. Everything was clear as day. And you still was not catching what people were throwing. But anyway, so there was that. So the thing that we put a pin into, first of all, I knew that father had died. I did. Well, no one knew unless you read the books. I'm assuming it's the same in the books. I don't know. But like, he died from a bee sting, which I was like, oh my gosh, that was like the most random way to die. But then it got me thinking like, dang, I wonder how many people back then died from having allergic reactions from getting like stung by a bee. <laughs> like, these are things you don't think about. And then I was going to Google like, when like, EpiPens and all that stuff, but like then I I got distracted and didn't. But it's just like makes you think about those things because that's not what I would think that he would have died from. I thought he died from like, oh I guess it's it's not really illness, but like illness or like in a war or something, not a beast thing. So there was that. Also, <laughs> we need to talk about what they did to Anthony's face and to Mama Bridgerton's face. <laughs> in these flashback scenes Mama Bridgerton was not as bad and I think it's because um what's her name the actress's name Ruth Gimmel I think it's because in present like her face is is round and so I don't know what they what they do to make them it's like all done digitally but they're essentially like removing like slimming their faces down, like smoothing it out to make it look like super young. And so I think because her face today is a little more round, everything that they had to take out to make her look young, it didn't seem as drastic compared to Antony, who looked like his head was so tiny on his body. <laughs> it was so distracting. 
Oh my gosh. Every time they showed him, it was just like, they literally took half his face off and he just had these big eyes just like floating on his little tiny head. And I was just like, oh my gosh, this looks so bad. <laughs> and I honestly didn't look to see if anyone like mentioned it in like articles or anything, but I thought it looked like alien in a way and like weird. Maybe it was just me, but I thought Anthony looked the worst <laughs> or looked not the worst, but looked the weird, the weirdest in those flashback scenes, like distractingly not good. <laughs> so there is that. Oh my gosh, guys. I was like, this is not going to be that long of an episode, but we haven't even talked about everyone else. Penelope, if you know so her, we already know it was revealed that she is, um, Lady Whistledown. And so going into this, like, I thought it was interesting to see her um, playing the two roles and kind of how she e evolved her business <laughs> over this season um, compared to the first season because, like, now we're in season and it wasn't easy for her or, for, or it wasn't as easy for her this season to run around and, like, submit the um, drafts for print because Eloise, who we're also going to talk about, is... Um, this is her season. Am I calling these right? Seasons? <laughs> yeah, see, debut, they're debutantes. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> this is Eloise's season. And of course, you know, Eloise is like not about about this life at all. So we knew it was going to be a struggle with her. But I think it's her, if I'm being completely honest, I'm, we're going to put a pin on Penelope for a hot second. If I'm being completely honest, I think Eloise is probably the most interesting of the Bridgerton siblings, <laughs> like hands down. Like she's the one I don't mind seeing on screen. I think she, once we get to her story, which again, did not read the books, don't know what's going to happen. But I think when we get to her story, it's going to be a very interesting, fun story to watch. And I am looking forward to it hands down. Um, and I think, I'm hoping we're surprised by her story, but we'll see. I don't know what happens. And I don't know how much they're like, of course, there's no way we're going to have eight seasons of this show. I mean, we could, but I hope not. <laughs> and so clearly we're, some of these storylines are going to have to start running in parallel. Um, and I feel like we see their, their overall storylines running in parallel, but haven't really been seeing any of the actual love stories running in parallel so I don't know how that's going to play out but um I was going to think it was really I'm assuming Benedict is next just because he is the second oldest brother or we can do Eloise or we can do them both together but I don't think it was super clear who was next because everyone kind of ended in like a weird way and I didn't look it up so I don't know what they're going to do but anyway going back to Penelope so it was interesting to see how um, she grew her story. And just like spending time with Penelope outside of her just being Eloise's friend this season was also very interesting to watch. I think she's also a very interesting character or one of the more interesting characters um, on the show. And the one thing that I wrote down, which I think that they have been kind of addressing is like pretty much 
people ignore Penelope. And that's why Penelope has been able to um, fly under the radar as being uh, Lady Whistledown. And I thought it was interesting, her fight with Eloise at the end when Eloise, like, it finally clicks for her. Which I was surprised it took her that long um, because Eloise is a very smart um, individual. Uh, but I thought it was interesting their fight because like a lot of the things that we as the viewers see happening throughout the season, especially when looking at Penelope, like Eloise kind of like called her out on it and threw that in her face and pretty much was like no one, essentially kind of like no one cares about you because like, or no one's paying attention to you. And it's kind of like a double-edged sword because then she overhears like Colin um, in his comments after they had that dance. And then he's like, oh no, I'm not like, I would never be with her like that. And it was just like, it's so sad, but I'm glad that like the story, like we're doing this story. And I don't know if this happens in the books. Like, I honestly don't know. But I'm glad that we're showing this story because there are a lot of people who feel like they're being they're ignored or um no one cares about them and I think in the first like seeing the first season you're like oh maybe it's going to be Colin and Penelope who end up together but then I'm kind of like I don't know and like Penelope's not a Bridgerton so I don't know if we're going to see her love story if she's not connected to a to a Bridgerton and the only one who I could see her being connected to is Colin but Colin just seems like I don't know. Colin's interesting because sometimes he seems like he might be interested, but then you're like, oh no, he's just, he's just a little, a little, not all the way there. So, so I don't know, but I have definitely enjoyed Penelope's storyline and I want to see where it goes. And I think finally having that point where it's like, she feels like she lost her really her only friend who's essentially her best friend but she felt like she's lost her only and best friend and then also she feels betrayed by someone else who she considers a really close friend but also someone she's like loves in a way that she will want to marry him <laughs> um and Colin and to kind of see all that shatter all at the same time after she was forced to expose Eloise in the way that she had to expose Eloise to get so that the queen wouldn't be had her essentially um which we're gonna talk about that in a minute um and then to see her to be like pretty much like the whistle down is not done like I got more to write I was like yes yes you do Penelope yes you do but let's talk about the queen because the queen was out here trying to do real detective work <laughs> like she was out here trying to do real legit detective work and I was here for it. Um, and I feel like we even got to see more of her. Like they kind of showed a little bit of her and like her feelings around like King George. But I think that scene that we saw with her when King George came to the room and then Edwina's there and uh, Lady Danbury is there as well as I believe Edwina's mother. And then we saw Edwina intervene. Like we got to see a softer side although we see it sometimes but we gotta see an even more softer side of the queen in a way where like she is genuinely not this like horrible person who only cares about appearances even though she kind of really is but like not really like she has this all side like 
that was interesting to see. But in her pursuit to do detective work to find out who Lady Whistledown is, she somehow is convinced that it is Eloise because she one of her guards follows Eloise to the newspaper place. And I was just like, I feel like Eloise kind of put puts herself in sticky a sticky situation because she just can't like communicate <laughs> in certain situations. And I feel like has she just been like, which I don't know, maybe you don't tell the queen this, but has she just been like, oh, I was talking to this guy that I met. I don't know. I don't know. Now that I'm talking to her, I'm like, maybe she couldn't do that. But <laughs> she essentially, the queen is like, you have 24 hours to confess or I'm essentially going to kill you. <laughs> it's just like, oh gosh. But even the queen was like, telling her all the reasons why she thought that she was Lady Whistledown. She's like, You're, you've never been mentioned in the papers, all of this. And I feel like that should have been... I mean, it should have clicked for her earlier on, but just hearing it out loud should have been like, oh, wait, I really never have. Who do I know who wouldn't write about me um, at all during the season? Oh, I don't know, my best friend. And then even when um, Eloise, like, very begrudgingly, like, she does not want to write about Eloise in the paper. But even when she writes about her, and, like, it's pretty much like, this is what she's been doing. This is why she was um, where she was. She still doesn't realize that it's Eloise until they're at the um, ball and Eloise starts like gossiping. And it's like, oh, wait a minute, bitch. <laughs> like, literally, you see her say that in her head during that whole moment. She was like, wait a minute. So yeah, I don't know. Who else? Benedict and his art is also very interesting. I don't know who he, who he gonna be with. <laughs> like the guys, I don't know. It's just, I don't know. I don't know what his story is. I don't know who he's gonna end up with. I don't know if we've already seen her on screen. Like that's the thing. Everyone this season, or at least the older, the oldest Bridgerton kids outside of Colin because like the only one we know who's like interested in him is Penelope and Colin just seems to just be dumb about <laughs> that for some reason even when um what's her name Pe Penelope's cousin was pretty much like you have people in your life who love you like Penelope and he it still wasn't clicking in his head I was just like oh my gosh Colin I cannot, but like, I feel like for Benedict and for Eloise there, we saw potential love interest this season, but like, I, I don't know if that's going to be their like for sure love interest because we saw Anthony have his, um, <laughs> love interest. I'm doing air quotes, um, in the first season, but like he ends up with Kate this season. So I don't know. <sighs> what else do we need to talk about? <laughs> Cause I feel like we talked, we covered a lot, um, yeah, I think that those are the main things that I wanted to cover as far as what I want to see coming up. Again, I don't know what the two, I actually don't know what the third, the third book is in the series. I should probably look that up. Um, but while I do that, um, so this has been renewed for not one, but two seasons Okay. Ew. Okay, so 
book three. Okay, these these might. Oh wait, okay. <laughs> now I'm looking at the book series. These could be spoilers, and I don't want to spoil it for y'all. Oh gosh, wait, because now I see all the names, and I'm like, where is the missing? The missing Bridgerton kid. Because I feel like I saw one. There's, I feel like I saw a girl between age-wise who's between um, Eloise and the younger girl. But like, I feel like we didn't see her this season. But I'm pretty sure she exists. But now that I'm looking at all of these names. Because now I'm looking at all the books in the series. I'm like, okay, maybe she does exist because there's a girl after Eloise's book for book six and it's, called, it's around Francesca and Michael, which I don't know who that who that is. But anyway, <laughs> so Bridget has been renewed for not one, but two seasons. Apparently Benedict, like I said, had predicted is the next. He's book three. I won't say the name. Well, you could Google this. Oh, we're just, I'm not, because I, I don't even know who this person is. I don't know if we've met them. Um, we could have, but like, I don't remember hearing this name. So that's book three. Book four is Colin, which answers my question around him. And this is going to, I guess it's a spoiler, but if you're, if you've like, I think we're all assuming that him and Penelope are going to end up together, but apparently that's book four. So I don't know if they're going to do season three, Benedict season four, Colin, I feel like that's a drag. They may have to start like, but then it's hard to like, especially, mm, I don't know how they're going to do this. <laughs> Cause then the rest, and then Eloise as well. Like we, there's no way we wait until season five, a potential season five for Eloise story. Like that does not make sense to me. So they're going to have to double some of these up and they're going to have to be really strategic about how they're telling these stories so that we feel like we're getting enough from each story or each couple story that is not dragging and we're not feeling like we're missing something from some one of the stories if we're going to do them in parallel which we have to do them in parallel because it doesn't make sense to not do them in parallel um but anyway so we're either getting benedict we're for sure getting benedict next potentially in parallel with colin's story um, because we have season three and four have been renewed or the show has been renewed for season three and season four. They did break another Netflix record. Um, this with the highest viewing time for any English language Netflix series in its first three days with 193 million hours of viewing time worldwide, which is like, <laughs> OMG. <laughs> That's a lot of, that's a lot of TV watching. Um, but yeah, I think in the future, what I want to see. So yeah, I don't know who Sophie is. I don't know if you've met Sophie, but I think one of the things that I was thinking about is like, I feel like the only black, well, we have Lady Danbury and we have Simon, but like, I want to see like a chocolate black person as one of these main characters in here. Because like even um, Penelope's cousin, was like, yeah, they're black, but I want to see, I don't know, maybe I haven't watched too much of Bel Air and I'm just like, all this melanin on my screen, I cannot. And I'm just like, I want to see more. <laughs> so yeah. Um, 
yeah, I just want to see tight. I, I don't know. I just want to see good pacing decisions made. <laughs> and like if I, I don't, because, you know, I, I don't work on TV shows, but like there's a writer's room. There's usually storyboarding and all that. Like it's someone's taking a step back and being like, okay, this has been going on for this period of time so far in the series. Does it make sense for this to continue at the pace that is continuing? Or do we need to do something to make sure that the pacing isn't off or impacted? I don't know. I just feel like there's got to be somebody with any show, not even, not even just talking about Bridgerton, with any show who's like taking a step back and being like, okay, let's talk about pacing. How are we feeling? Like by this point in the story, do we feel like we're lagging on? Do we feel like we know what's going on? Do we need to do something here to like fix the pacing? Especially if it's a short season of TV, there is no reason why. It should feel like the season is just dragging on and on and on and on. And there's only eight episodes. So hopefully that's kept in mind for next season. Hopefully if, we're all, if we are going to do more flashback scenes, we don't take half the people's face off so that they don't look like so weird. But yeah, um, as far as like sex ratio, I was fine with the sex ratio for season two. Um, I think if, if, cause they were complaining about not being enough. If we have to add more, I think it needs to be like a balance between like closer to season two but like if if we were to have like a middle line between season one and season two, like the line would be moving a little more closer to season two versus season one. <laughs> but you know, that's just me. Also, I'm thinking about the characters who I love. Like Benedict, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a lot of like intimacy happening with him just because like he's into art and he's going to be super passionate. All like that makes sense to me. But like Colin, I don't know. <laughs> Eloise, I don't see it. So like, I think it's just going to depend on the character. But like, at this point, I am still watching. Um, and I will continue to watch uh, season three and potentially season four, depending on how I feel coming out of season three. But that's all I got. I want to know what you guys thought about uh, season two of Bridgerton. Was it everything you expected? What did you like? What didn't you like? What did you want to see more of? What do you want to see in season three? Let me know and I will talk to you guys in the next episode. That's the end of the episode. Thanks for sticking through it to the end. Be sure to follow me on all the social media platforms at currentlybinging on Instagram and at currentbinging on Twitter. Also, hit the subscribe button on whatever platform you listen to podcasts on and I'll talk to you in the next one.